Uh, you know, I would be a graffiti artist if it just didn't take so long. Right. It's like AI <laughs> graffiti. Yeah. It's not the talent. It's the time commitment. Right, I, got, yeah. I got shit to do. I don't have time to tag, you know, rail cars or anything like that. If I if I had a ball, I could just throw it. And then it just says, you know, nipple, nipple, nipple. I'm done. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories. Histories. And details. You never knew. Wanted to know. Or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Hello, welcome to... Star Wars in character. <laughs> you said it surprise. It question is. mark, question mark, question mark. I'm gonna say this because I'm I just I don't know. I don't I don't when you when I just said that, I was like, this might be the first episode. I don't have no fucking name. And you usually say you started by saying today we're talking about and you never asked me who we're talking about. Do you know what's weird is that it's been so fucking long. <laughs> been 87 years or whatever that titanic clip is <laughs> done a star wars in character episode featuring somebody from star, star wars. wars i don't know and but we're talking we're about boba fett opening <laughs> but so you being unprepared is not a bad thing <laughs> <laughs> i want to say it's, thank you it's a, it's, <laughs> yeah, a, it's, yeah. it's, it's a boxing day miracle <laughs> Oh, happy Davey Boxing Day! And I got on on Skype. He's like, "Happy Boxing Day! Happy, happy Boxing Day. Day!" Yeah, we don't do that in this country. Uh, we, don't we, don't give, we don't give to the poor. We just throw them in the landfill. <laughs> we, we don't care about our our social service workers. We don't give them anything. Yeah. This is true. I don't even know what we're doing, man. I don't even know how to do the show anymore. My um, name's Chris. Yeah, I'm not sure what the like, Do you want me to say? Just in, oh, introduce or, us. Yeah, just introduce us, and I'll say who we're talking about, I guess. Uh, yes, uh, my name's Chris. I'm joined with uh, Dave. How you doing tonight? <laughs> you are so out of your element. It's amazing. You, you're so uncomfortable. Is this bothering you? You're you're a man of ritual. This is great. And you are, you are a man who likes his things where he likes them. Damn right. Um, Salt on the left, pepper on the right. Is this bothering you that this is not fitting the, the pattern? It must drive you insane during that video when they switch places on stage. <laughs> so it's, what? It, it's getting there. It's getting. It's, he's going to get it in a second. I don't get that. Salt and pepper. So salt and pepper's here, oh and God. we're in effect. I'm on the left. She's on the right. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I scream. And now I switch it up. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. Oh, okay. No, no, no stress. I don't. I'm at that age that I just don't. Well, I guess I never give the fuck about anything. <laughs> and now it's the fucking names. I think you give fucks about many yeah. things. You are, you are, you are full on fuck. <laughs> give me five. Give me five fucks. Go. Your wife, you, your son, you your daughter. Very... There's three. Okay. <laughs> give me. Give me two more. <laughs> you're very, you're just your very particular. <laughs> and you're Star Wars You're very particular about I the am. way I'm... things look and where they are and the order that things go in. It's it's important to you that, that you know, like, like if you're going to go to the movie, I've heard you argue with your family. It'll be just you and your wife and your daughter won't want to go. And you'll be like, why do you want to go? By the way, I don't think your family. I don't think your family are a bunch of fucks. I meant that as things you give a fuck about. I just want to make that clear. I I know exactly what you meant. It's been nice. Like she's been home all week, and we've been spending time together. Now she's going away for next like four days. Hold on. Like, oh man, I gotta. I'll be right back. Ooh, okay. So, I feel like this is probably messing with you. It's not. I just completely, totally forgot. Today we're talking about like the whole routine of this Star Wars actual and character episode. It's crazy. It is Maybe crazy. it's better, you know, for the listener. What did you don't know? Yeah, maybe it's like maybe 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 my name's like you know, 
make people turn off the show. <laughs> uh, it's happened to me. <laughs> and Just Dave's on the it. show. Like, yeah. That's no, usually I'm, when I stop listening, actually. I'm back. Like, I even when we're recording. I apologize. I dumped my full cup of water all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, luckily, it's water. I have a water and a beer, so the water—it's like I have to sop it up best I can. If it was a beer, I'm like, oh god, now I gotta properly clean everything. Just bad it didn't like fall on your uh, computer shit, no? That's—I don't know how it missed everything. It like made a trail directly to the carpeting. I'm like, okay, I can live with that, and it's just water. Whew. Okay. We, we thought you had to poo. No, that yeah. will be later. No. no. But I'm fine. This is a great way to open a show. This is fantastic. I'm all right, excited. I'm excited. We're all excited. We are, because it's been a while. Star, Star Wars excited? is fun. Used to be. <laughs> um, Matt's going to tell so us. What did I miss? Did I get to no be idea. introduced? What, what happened? Oh, yeah, I mean, Dave just go told for it. Yeah, Matt, it's all yours. Take it. Okay, so right, <laughs> before I re- reveal, I'll go ahead and kind of give you some hints here. This, is, this episode is addressing something that has bugged me for over 10 years like it it is over 10 years that this this little thing you're just it's funny we're just talking about chris and being particular about things this has literally been stuck in my head that needs to be fixed for 10 years and what that stems from is that it's from the 2013 star wars and character christmas spectacular when we huh. did that prequel medley, remember when we did all those songs about the characters from their prequels? Yeah. So every song we've ever done on Star Wars and character, the, the, the Christmas specials, everyone either featured a character or was about a character that we covered in an episode, except this one clip in the song. Oh. That's your clue. I'll see if you guys can remember it's it's oh really easy. God. It's the only character we've never done an episode on, and we have a song about him. I'll even give you one further. I sang the song. You sang a song about somebody we didn't cover? Yep. In the prequels? Yep. Uh, I don't remember. Sigh, Bibble. Nope, that's we did that. <laughs> All right. Tonight, we are talking about Foden Bead. Oh! oh. <laughs> Foden Bead. Yep, that's it. Yep. I, think, I thought we did those nope, guys. Nope, nope. To the tune person. of Silver Bells, I <laughs> sang the song Foden Bead, and I yeah. wanted, ever since then, I was like, we have to cover this or it's going to drive me insane. Oh. And turns out that my song is about 95% of their story. So by the time you heard the song, you heard their story. Uh, and the uh, song is really short. The song is... One head was voiced by <laughs> Greg That's Yep, it's Foden B, the two-headed commentator, call the race, double face, one voice was done by Greg Proops. That's 95% of this character. <laughs> <laughs> and that should be. <laughs> so for this episode, I'll share that last 5%. Maybe it's a little more than that, but not much. And a few other things that I learned while clicking on links one after another in researching this character and found some pretty fun stuff. And then one thing that has also been a question of mine that seems uh, this seems an appropriate time to answer that question. So we'll start off. So first of all, if, if people don't know who we're talking about, this is the two-headed alien commentator from the Bunta Eve classic pod race from episode one. One of them spoke, ba- spoke basic, and the other presumably spoke his native tongue. We don't really, we're told. Mm-hmm. So the, we were introduced to this character in the Star Wars world as Foden Bead, but his proper name is actually Foden Bead Ana Odu. Is Ana Odu the last name? Yes. And Fodison Bede. Ana Odu is the full name. Yes. So Fodison is one. Bede is the other. No, it's Fodison is all one word. And Ana Odu is this. It's two names. Fodison Bede and Ana Odu. Well, Ana Odu, not and. 
So here's a you little bit. You know Dirk, Dirk Schneider? <laughs> what? No, Dirk Snyder from Accept. Got your balls to the wall, man. <laughs> <laughs> what we do learn is that we haven't learned before in this episode is that he's a, he's a, a, a Troig. I think that's how you say it. T R O I G. I'm taking the character Counselor Troy from Star Trek and putting the G on the end. So I'm calling it a Troy. And from the planet <laughs> Polylus. And he's a native species. Or there, the, the Troy is a native species to the planet. They all look like this. So he's not a mutant. He's not an experiment gone wrong or right. I don't know which way you want to look at it. Yeah. Troigs are two-headed, four-armed, sentient beings. These are these are things. The planet is covered with these. It's it's a fucking living nightmare, apparently. <laughs> uh, do they, they? Does all the heads look differently? Like yes. each one's two heads are yep. different? Yeah. In fact, there wow. is. A- <laughs> ridiculous amount of information on their anatomy and physical characteristics on Wikipedia. If you go to this Troy page and you type and you, and you hit the legends tab, it's, it looks like you could do a whole episode on just this character with how much information is in there, but it is so boring that you couldn't, or you wouldn't want to, I should say. So I did go through all of it. And I picked out some of the interesting things, and it kind of answers along the lines of questions you just asked, Chris. Um, one interesting thing from all that was that each hand controlled a different set of arms. It didn't explain, like, to what extent. It didn't say, like, the left side controlled the top set and the right, the right or the left side controlled the left arms and vice versa. But I thought that was interesting that each hand had its own separate control of the arms rather than one or them fighting for control. It's just, you couldn't, the one head could not move the other set of arms. Who, who ties the shoes in which head (laughs) (laughs) that, that would not surprise me to be in that entry is so damn long. I don't know. (laughs) Now this was interesting. I was trying to wrap my head around. Eh, I was trying to figure out if we got any (laughs) indication of this from the, from from the Phantom Menace, and we didn't, and that probably is, they're using the cover of the alien language from the other head to kind of shadow this particular statement where we can't really prove it wrong. It said each head had a different thought and emotion set of emotional patterns. The right head was called the Saprin. So that was the Saprin side of the of these Troigs, and it controlled loyalty, faith, and cunning. The left head was called the Sapra, and that controlled love, anger, and passion. Which side was Greg Proops? Uh, well, <laughs> there's a, some. I'll jump to the end on that. He was feed in production shots, and then when it came to, I think the credit sequence, he was credited as Bead. So he was both <laughs> at one point in his life. Uh. <laughs> He got paid and, twice. Yeah, <laughs> and they they look different, right? Like the faces were the the faces were identical twins. They were different, like faces. They were their their faces. If you look at the computer one, the one on the there's a similarity between the faces, but not they're not identical twins. There was there is a fairly famous shot of him and the other head, which uh, I forget what the guy's name is. I have it written down here at the bottom. Um, Scott Capero, where they tried to put them in makeup and prosthetics and then animate their bodies, and they look completely different. I mean, those, they don't look anything alike. Whereas the computer-generated one, they made look similar, like they're from the same lineage, but not identical. So it's not like a case of twins? No, like no, a, it's just two, it's two independent heads. In fact, con, it's not conjoined twins. No, they're no, no, two no, no, different no. people. Right. So in continuing with that idea that they're each head had independent thought and their own memories. They didn't share, they didn't have to like, they didn't share any kind of uh, like psychic connection or, or um, I guess telekinetic connection directly. They didn't like if, Fode fell asleep and Bode ate a ding dong. Fode wouldn't remember the taste of the ding dong. You know, that kind of thing. It's like the whole, it's like they, they each had independent set of memories, which I thought was kind of neat. Ding dong, man. Ding dong. <laughs> yeah, right. it's, it's the thing with two heads with Rosie Greer. Greer yeah. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, I love that movie. It's so bad. 
there was something else about that. Maybe it's back in the uh, it's it's maybe the behind the scenes. But now, Fode and Bead up until this point was the most famous Troig that we know. But in my research, there's some others that made themselves pretty prominent in the Star Wars galaxy. And I'm going to start off with probably the best story I will ever tell about a prequel <laughs> stemming from a prequel character uh, on on stars and character, and that is. Androsin Leanne. This was a trog, a troig, sorry, troig, and they were the host of a hollow net talk show called Essence. Ah, <laughs> of course. That's funny. And Dorson's big break was when they had on Jonava Belaine, the mother of baby Ludi, who was the central figure of the case of baby Ludi. Baby Ludi. I gotta see baby Ludi. Someone, someone asked me, "Baby Ludi." Thank you. I'm what so glad. Baby? I am so glad you asked. I was waiting for that until I went on in my notes. Here it so, is. what is the case <laughs> of Baby Ludi? I am so glad you asked. So, here we go. In <laughs> oh, 23 BBY, before the Battle of Yavin, <laughs> there was a ground quake on the planet Ord Thoden, and it destroyed the city of Dometry. A crew <laughs> of Jedi rescue workers came to the scene to help search for survivors. They found a Force-sensitive infant named Ludi Belaine, and they found it alive in the wreckage. They assumed, in all capitals, in my notes, that she was an orphan, so they took her back to Coruscant for training in the Jedi Order. Now, baby Ludi's mother was found alive about a month later mm-hmm. in, a highly, in a highly publicized custody battle began as she tried to get her daughter back from the Jedi. And the Jedi's wow. argument was that at this point, it's far too dangerous to return a <laughs> child after their mind has been opened to the Force, and they wouldn't return her. And this event went on to be called the Baby Ludi case. They're or like case sorry, of Baby Ludi, sorry. What's that? It's, it's They're like, sorry, it's been longer than 30 yeah. days. <laughs> they went as far, not only to not give her back, but they renamed her to Eris Dawari. They gave her a new name, identity, and everything, which is now starting to make me think of, I know my name is Steven. <laughs> oh, wow. So, when, when, oh, okay, this is, so this, so it's the, it's the Jedi, so it's obviously before Revenge of the Sith. Right. Why are they such dicks? I, they, I mean, the, the story starts to play out, and that whole thing of, of it's far too dangerous to bring her back. It just reminds me of a bunch of grumpy old men that got caught giving some wrong information, but refused to fucking back down and double down on the yeah. shit they just said. I, I was I was just thinking about that. Like, like the person who realizes they made a mistake, but they will not admit it. They will. They will continue making exactly, tragic mistakes yes, rather exactly. than admit they were wrong. It's exactly how I read this story. And being from a <laughs> brew club that was predominantly angry old men, I felt very, very attacked by this story. <laughs> and I mean, Yoda would have been around. Wouldn't he be the voice of reason? Like, oh, be the first one. Oh, too old. Yeah. <laughs> too orphaned. Too I, orphaned I blame Mace. I've, I Mace Windu <laughs> is all over this, and maybe Yaddle, and that <laughs> that hairy snake guy. They, they, those three. <laughs> was it or or Sippus or something? Or Opo Opo Rancis. That's it. Opo Rancis. Yeah. Fuck you, Opo Rancis. Ah, <laughs> uh, so they thought they were just gonna bullshit this woman. Like, no, you're not getting. You know, it's, her name is Aris Delwari. You know, she's cool, living life, way too powerful for you. You tear her up, she'd kill you in an hour. You can't have her back. Well, Jonava was not alone. She was backed by an independent Jedi accountability watch group known as the People's Inquest. So she had the resources, the money, and support to actually fight the Jedi. The People's in Inquest. <laughs> The school- well, it's like the people's court. This is a baby. Uh, what was it? Ba- <laughs> the baby. The case of baby Ludi. <laughs> I lost. Now I got to go talk to Doug. <laughs> Doug Llewellyn. <Yeah. laughs> this story got so big and was on everybody's mind that they ended up making and i mean when i say they i got some specific names here there is a big feature length hollow film about this story made by blockbuster director chiben 
and starring Harissa Shadi playing Junava Bellini. And I, when I say blockbuster director Chiben, I'm talking about the famous Chiben from such hollow films as A Shadow Fails, Tyranny Reborn, and Dark Romance. So you know this is going to be some serious shit. <laughs> those, all, those all sound like 80s porn movies this whole man. idea sounds like a i really wish they would have said this was a life force network movie like a lifetime movie because that's what it sounded like where this was going but it kind of took a weird turn at the end there it's like sally fields not without my daughter yeah right <laughs> so the interview on essence ended up reaching two or 25 billion viewers across the galaxy and outrage ensued up to the point where a group of 20 students rushed the Jedi Temple with graffiti bombs in protest of them still holding baby Ludi. Throughout- what is a graffiti bomb? Is <laughs> that like something you throw, you throw against Yes, the- you program. I, I looked this up. I didn't write it down, but I remember it. You program what you want it to display and then throw it against the wall and poof, there's the graffiti. Boobs. Yep. All over the wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you know what? That would actually come in handy. It would be. Yes. Yeah. You know, I would be a graffiti artist if it just didn't take so long. Right. It's like AI graffiti. <laughs> yeah. It's not the talent. It's the time commitment. Right, I, got, yeah. I got shit to do. I don't have time to tag, you know, rail cars or anything like that. If I if I had a ball, I could just throw it. And then it just says, you know, nipple, nipple, nipple. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> So throughout all of this, the Jedi refused to budge on the issue, like we're saying. A bunch of old men that are not going to admit they're wrong. And then late one night, <laughs> they moved the now 14-month-old baby Ludi and 19 other students to a training center in the core world of Camp Paris and never told anyone about this move, except the guy that wrote this article, mm. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the story of baby Ludi. Never heard if she got returned. Very sad. I wonder- Let's hope. Now, Fingers how crossed. far, how far, like where on the timeline is baby Ludi? 20, uh, 23 BBY. So how far is that in the prequels before that's 23 so that's years a, before new hope. So that's a little bit before. Um, no, that's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When is when is the Phantom Menace? This this is how long it's been since I talked about Star Wars. <laughs> it, I mean, chances are, if if she was a a if she did Jedi, she'd be younger than Anakin, but not a youngling. So he wouldn't have killed her in the temple. She would probably would have been someone's apprentice, someone's Padawan. And she was probably killed in Order 66. Oh, no, I'm we sad. can only hope. <laughs> we can only <laughs> That this 20, 21-year-old Jedi was probably killed on some far-flung jungle planet by, uh, you know. So, her, well, her. Revenge of the Sith is 19 BBY. So do you think those kids, those younglings were around four? Oh, so there it is. I think that's he it. I think we got slaughtered, it. Ah. Yeah, Luke Skywalker slaughtered to- toddler Ludi. Except that she was on another planet. Oh, well, he went to that planet. And, <laughs> and he slaughtered He, he just walked up and he's like, Because Padme made him stay up late one night to watch that shitty hollow film and he's late for work the next day. <laughs> She's like, we're good. <laughs> We're going to have a baby. He's like, mm, yeah, yeah, well. Mm. Yeah. Not, not a <laughs> sand is I'm not, to say about it. I'm not, I'm not convinced that they're both mine. <laughs> so there was another newsmaking troig named, oh boy, I didn't try this earlier. Dewar Tab or Dewar and Tab for not much shorter at all. Just no S's. Yeah. <laughs> So this one was famous because the Dwar head wanted to surgically be separated from the Tab head. Uh oh. Because Tab, according to. How's the body going to. Like, how are you going (laughs) to. Well, exactly. That's the whole problem here. So Tab. The the whole reason Tab wanted him um, separated because he thought that Tab was mentally unstable and suicidal. Uh. 
And the problem here, like Chris asked, was only one of the heads will ever survive this surgery. Presumably, Dwar oh. was hoping it was his head, but they didn't specify. And because of this, their home, and because of the whole danger of this and the just ridiculous of it, this home planet of Polislus didn't have this type of surgery available. So he had to search for it off world. Now, the case came <laughs> to the mainstream when a doctor that was semi involved, perhaps he was contacted, didn't say that he had anything to do with the surgery. His name was Dr. Senya Velop. And. He commented on the case during a Holonet news report discussing the moral implications of removing Tab's head and ultimately killing him versus keeping him attached and endangering Dwyer's life against his will. The Hollow News report ended up putting a poll up on the Holonet and to their subscribers asking if Dwyer's and Tab should be separated or not. And it was revealed that 61% of the people polled were in support of the heads being separated. Damn. Okay. That's <laughs> murderers. All right. All right. So, uh, in the end, I have no fucking idea if it was because it didn't end the story ah, either. Ah, ah. <laughs> ah, it's all, it's all so, so frustrating. Many <laughs> <laughs> so, that's it for the Troigs. The last thing I want to discover or to cover in this, this episode was a, a kind of a question that comes around from the situation that we met these characters in. They were commentators for the Boontieve classic. Like the song says, we we don't need yep. any other source material than my song to know that <laughs> that famous yeah, song. That's right. So what the fuck is the Bunta Eve? Let's find out, shall yeah. we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a good question. We just always accepted that 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 was like a holiday or something. That was it. It is a holiday. Well, what the hell is it? Now here's the holiday, and this is hold on to your hats for this one. So Bunta Eve is an annual holiday that was celebrated on all hut control worlds, including Tatooine, which I didn't really realize Tatooine was a hut control world until I read this statement and went, oh yeah, I guess it is. That was the whole premise of Boba Fett taking back over and making the whole planet a nicer place to live and didn't do very well and then wrote a rancor. That's what I remember about that series. Now. And he danced. He danced a lot. There was a lot of dancing. <laughs> it honored the rise of Bunta Hestelik Shadru to godhood and Bunta Helstic Shadru was a hut leader of the hut colony on the planet of Kovari. So it's some famous hut and they control these things and the huts make everyone like uh, recognize this holiday even though they don't really probably even know what it is or who this person was. Mainly they make the, their hut slaves. Slaves, the yeah. Yeah, they don't really do anything with it except spit frogs at gongs right it's kind of it's kind of like thanksgiving <laughs> yeah sort of yeah. yeah all right so his story is that the planet he was the colony leader for was invaded by a the forces of zim despot so yes he was invaded by invader zim even though the name is spelled <laughs> differently invader zim yeah. x-i-m <laughs> not was... z-i-m but Zim. Oh, Zim that the was like a cute little thing. <laughs> and he was a notorious pre-galactic, pre-galactic pirate. Um, or, I'm sorry, Galactic Republic pirate tyrant type guy. This guy was like no one to mess with, even though we never heard of him until like seven seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> this he's, an ex, he's an X in his name. Yeah. Watch out. The, this colony of huts was being driven off the planet by Invader Zim. But Bunta managed to hold off the forces, driving them out with wave after wave of suicide attacks from thousands of his own slaves. Enough time to regroup <laughs> and replan. Well, what a resourceful guy. <laughs> so during this, this standoff, Zim actually learned about the hut treasure world, Stahalrion. And that's the last I'm going to say that name because it's a nightmare. He learned about it you, during this... Nailed that name, by the way. Yeah, it's the <laughs> He learned about it during this conflict. Now he set his sights on that planet. So he up and hauled, left uh, this Kovari, and went after the treasure treasure planet. Kovari! So, so <laughs> <laughs> because of this, of holding him off and giving Zim time to find out the planet, Bunta took over the lead to defend the world. And not only did he protect it, but he drove off Zim and his forces one of the first recorded defeats of Zim ever in galactic history, in Star Wars galactic history. Now, who, 
was the hut using his slaves pretty much to fight it's, him off it's pretty much it just gets he goes to a planet and slays people and throws them at, at the, his adversary <laughs> from the sounds of it yeah hmm. so this this defeat over Zim caught the attention of the Hut Clan general, Cossack Injurg Ardurv, and he put <laughs> he put Muta in charge of the counterattack for the Huts, mounted at Zim's supply lines. So just keep saying, just names, keep saying weird words. Names, this is my yeah. favorite. <laughs> so in this counterattack, he Muta managed to defeat Zim and his pirates. At every encounter that they met. This is the worst defeat. This is like the past three weeks of the Eagles until this last game on Christmas Day. <laughs> this is like Custer. Yeah, this is right, that bad. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> after Bunta, after this, after he finally just disrupted those supply chains, Bunta was sent to the planet of Moralan to squash every public uprising, which he did. And as well as that, just to teach everybody and all the other people enslaved by the Huts a lesson, he sterilized the entire planet. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yes. Pers- yep. Personally. Yeah, you, exactly. Snip. You, Snip. You. He was wow. very, very he, angry. He it's was like, the it's Bob like, Barker of Star Wars. And then he salted like, like, the entire <laughs> Earth. It wasn't ice ice pirates. Give me back my balls. Was it ice pirates? <laughs> no, but I, I want it to be. <laughs> Good reference. <laughs> So finally, Bunta had one last encounter with Zim at the Battle of Vontor, in which he not only defeated Zim, but he took Zim prisoner along with thousands of others from Vontor. And this is the final thing that thrust Bunta into godhood. And the day of his victory is ever since this moment in Hut-controlled worlds is referred to as Bunta. And the night before is Bunta Eve, and each planet has their own big event. Tatooine's is the Bunta Eve classic pod race. So that's what wow. Bunta Eve is. Wow. And they all that's have a- cake and pizza <laughs> and Mr. Pib and frogs. And they're allowed yeah. to open one present. Yeah. One present <laughs> on Bunta <laughs> Eve, and you can open your rest on Bunta Day. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's about all I could scrape up in this episode for stuff inspired by Foden Bead. But I have a couple behind the scenes things, but we kind of already talked about it. Um, Foden Bead were played by, or was played, I guess that's one single person, by Greg Proofs and Scott Caparo. And the original idea, Capurro. like I mentioned, Caparo, thank, thank you, Scott Caparo. The original idea was to have the faces made up with prosthetics and makeup and then have their bodies out of a CGI, but that idea never panned out past the test. And ultimately it was an entire CGI created character. But interestingly, and I looked this up and I actually fucking want to buy this now. There's two action figures released. And the first version was an additional action figure included in the Jabba set of the Phantom Menace episode one package released items. And they used the faces and the concept sketches of Greg Proops and Scott Capurro's makeup and oh, and really? prosthetics and not the CGI character. That came later in the Power of the Force line. And I looked it up on eBay, and sure as shit, it's their faces with this god-awful body. I I, I think I'm going to buy this. I think oh, it's a figure I want to have. Is. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Oh, God. Does the Greg Proops face have, like, the Buddy Holly glasses? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but it does sing. It's like, who's lying... Yeah, right. Yeah. Is it really good at improv? Yeah, it is. But not but not quite as good as Ryan Styles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but slightly better than uh Colin Mockery. <laughs> but can't sing as well as Wayne Brady. No, right, yeah. And he's way skinnier <laughs> than uh, Mike McShane. Yeah. Without a mole in his head. So on that, with that, that is all I got. Foden Bead, I can finally sleep at night after 11 years of being bothered that we never did a Foden Bead episode. We've now done a Foden Bead episode. I'm shocked. I yeah. we that Chris, Chris and I actually I was going to ask. Have, Thank you, Tim. Go. We, we have did. met both of these guys. I The Scott Capurro, we got him at one of the celebrations. I honestly don't remember the interaction at all. It was just one of those things you me. want. Yeah, it's one of those things where you just walk up. Hello. Thank you. And you walk away. But uh, Greg Proops, we do have a story. Um, I've heard this, this story. Is, it's a good story. This is going back. Unless you own that car. Oh, wait. Unless you're that kid. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll bring that up. Uh, this is going back probably almost 20 years ago. And Chris and I, we went, we were up in New York for some convention, I think, because I don't think we would have driven up just for this. No. But we were up for a convention and we saw that Greg Proops was playing Caroline's there near Times Square in New York City. So Chris and I went, we did our thing during the day or, or we may, we may have gone up to, to that, that might've been when Hugh Jackman or somebody else, we might've been doing our Broadway stand outside the door. Sorry, please. But, um, so we're waiting there and we're waiting and waiting. And it's cold. We're it's, it's, it's around this time of year, maybe, maybe January. I don't remember exactly when, but I remember it was like winter and we're waiting and waiting and waiting. And we see Greg Proops coming down the street with some chippy on his shoulder. He's, he's got some young, young hot chick with him. And, uh, he sees really? us and he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he had, he had uh, an attractive young lady. Uh, Dave shocked. In his, yeah, in his, in his groups. Groups. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he comes up and he, and, and Chris and I are like, Mr. Proops. And he's like, Hey, and, uh, he was actually very nice. He and was. He was nice. Remember that. He was signing our poster, and he he wrote, you know, Greg Proops, uh, Fode, I believe, and uh, he was telling us a story about it was either earlier that day or the day before some other Star Wars nerd like us was waiting, and he had like several items, and uh, he he handed him like the poster and like was fumbling around, and after he got the other poster back, and he handed him another one, and after. Groups had signed the second one. He realized he handed him the same poster. Mm. And so he had Greg Proops sign the poster twice. And the way Proops said, described it, he said, you know, the, the kid felt like the entire poster was ruined. He felt like he might as well just tear the whole thing up because it has his name on there twice. <laughs> and, it, and, it's, and it's ruined. Uh, but he, but, but yeah, Greg Proops was really cool. He's since I've seen him at, uh, do conventions more recently. Like he's been, he was at a couple of celebrations. Um, I'm not sure what else he's been doing that would, go, you know, attract people to, to get his autograph beyond star Wars and who's line fame. I, but he, he may, he may do other voices and stuff. Do you think he signed it and was so friendly because the woman was with him? Like, did you give him, cred with this woman like oh i got gotta sign some autographs for my fans like do you think he would have been so nice had she not been there i if i'm remembering it she either stood off to the side or she may have even walked in the door with him he's like to oh follow. my god another set of nerds <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, probably that but but uh, uh but yeah he was i thought i thought he was he was very nice he was very uh cordial I guess would be the word. Like he didn't, he didn't make us feel like we were stupid. He didn't, right. he didn't uh, like just want to get away from us. Like, here you go. Get away. He was, he was, he was nice. He was a little, not super chatty, but cordial enough to make you feel like you were seen and heard. Yeah. He's, that seems nice. all right. You don't hear anything bad about him or no. most of those guys in that show. He seems, seems like he, approachable. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. He was. I, I thought. I thought he was very. I thought he was a very nice, nice guy. And uh, I, yeah, I've seen him at the other conventions. He does do a voice in the Clone Wars, so I do need to get him on my Clone Wars poster. But he's when he does these the, the Star Wars celebrations, I'm always like, I run out of money <laughs> before I get to Proops level. I'm like, he's the bottom uh, of the barrel. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, well, it's proofs. I've already got him on one thing, and I just need him on Clone Wars. Should and I get you McGregor or Greg Proofs? Yeah, I'd get Greg Proofs, <laughs> but that's me. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about these other guys. So, but uh, but yeah, that's that's our that's our, our uh, Chris and I's quick. And and Chris Chris and I, we went home feeling feeling triumphant. We're like, yeah. Yeah, because there's nothing better than the, than the, uh, fuck it, than a free autograph, first of all. <laughs> yeah. You know? And and someone who we get to see and some might say free sex, be... but you know you say free autograph. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess you know autograph for me first, and then sex. I guess you know. that. I mean that that might have been the same day we got uh, Hugh Jackman. Like I, I've, part of me thinks it was like either Hugh Jackman or Billy Crystal Day. 
Is that like the, the boy from it wasn't, the time? It, it wasn't Hugh Jackman because I was with you for Hugh Jackman and I did not I was not there for this great group story. So Okay. Hugh Is Jackman that, was the one where Chris uh uh chased Arliss around the corner. <laughs> yes. Robert Wool. Yes. yes. Robert, Robert Wool. Yep, because you know <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah, that was fun. So, so if that narrows it down for you. Okay. <laughs> for a little bit of fun, if you guys want, in this little this resurgence I'm trying to get to in stars and character, I was cleaning out this the closet in this studio the the room that serves as the studio it also serves as my workplace now so i've had to make some changes and cleaning out the closet was one of them i found a trivia book that a listener sent to us remember when we were doing the postcard campaign way back when oh yeah yeah he sent this with the coast the is it's called the film total film presents the quiz book you're looking for a thousand unofficial questions from a galaxy far far away he sent this to us. Never did anything with it. I haven't read through it. It's been so long. I don't even know who sent it. So apologies. If you're recognizing this story, please send me a message. Send it through swickatneosas.com. Yeah, Let me know so I can give you proper credit in the next one. I'll just randomly pick a few questions go around like two or three times just to kind of get back into the spirit of the show if you want. Yeah. yeah. All righty. Sounds good. So this is called Matt's cleaning out his closet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Monsters. Let's see here. I'll go with Chris for I'm going to go alphabetically. Um, um no, these are really easy. <laughs> I'll take it. All right. I'll give you one. Okay. Name the breed of giant poisonous millipede sent to kill a sleeping Padme in episode two. That one's not easy. I picked the one that's not fucking easy. I forget what they're called, but I remember, and then he hits it with a lightsaber and cuts it in half. That's That's what I know its name. That's what it is. You're right, but what's the... Yeah, I don't know the name. What is this number? Do we do an episode on it? No. Wait, maybe. No. We might have, actually. It sounds for We may have. Hear a future episode. (laughs) I give up. Called, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't it's called forget. The Cahoon. I'm sorry, it's the Cahoons. <laughs> <laughs> the Moops. I don't I don't right. feel like we did that because I don't even remember that name. Cahoons. All right, Dave. Somebody write oh, that sorry. down. Somebody write that down. Cahoons. In the subject. It either, it'll, it'll either it'll either kill oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying it's like uh the Charles Ramsey episode. It's all about cahoons, baby. You gotta have the cahoons. <laughs> I was gonna say it'll either uh, kill young people or uh, make old people feel young. <laughs> Wilford Brimley. Yeah. All right, Dave. In the subject of George Lucas, what is George Lucas's middle name? George Tiberius Lucas. Um, no, it's an L. It's like, isn't it GL? That's no, Lucas. that's Lucas, dumbass. Um, George motherfucking Lucas. George Lucas Lucas. <laughs> oh, my God. George Lucas Lucas. That's his name. <laughs> now, what's his kid's name? Jet. Jet yeah. Zucasa. Um, Jet Lucas. His daughter's name is Amanda. Shimp. Know, this is this is getting me nowhere. Say Shimp. I will say. Cur- Curly Joe. <laughs> Curly Joe, I will say, uh, I, I, I don't know, I have no idea. It is Walton, no guess. Walton, George Walton, Walton Lucas. Uh, I know I've heard that before. That is something to do with something. You just heard it right now. That's something to do with that's something to do with like Indiana Jones. Uh, Good job, boy. All right, Tim, in the subject of yes. toys. Sub-subject George Lucas. What accessory did the Legos 2010 George Lucas figure come with? Jesus, God. Wow. Look at a chicken. The 2010 <laughs> George Lucas act Lego figure. What would that come from? Come with. I would say it comes with a... Uh, if it was actually George Lucas, I would say it probably comes with a the, the little clapboard. That's exactly right. The clapperboard. <laughs> Good Tim. job, Tim. 
It's, it was either going to be a camera or a clapboard, but the director the usually camera. has the clapboard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Clapboard. All right, let's do some movies now. We'll go one more round. We'll just actually do some movies. Oh, Chris's was a movie, but it was episode two. It didn't really count. So, Chris. Yes. From the Star Wars episode five, The Empire Strikes Back hard category. <laughs> I like it hard. <laughs> Chris is hard. What Rebo pilot locates Han and Luke after they make it through to morning? Okay, I get it now. Which Rebel pilot yeah. locates Han and Luke after they make it through to morning? I found I know this. I found Denzel Washington. We have done an episode this on one. this one. We I definitely did episode. I want to say, is, is his name like Deveska or something it's like that? It's like that. You're close. Yeah. yeah. You kind of got the last name. You got, actually, it sounded like you sort of blended the first and the last yeah, name. I'm yeah. going to give it to you because this is as close as your memory will ever get to this answer. <laughs> it was... Zev Sineska. Gotcha. You're just going to blend names together. You know, ha, I think his name is Hasolo. Hasolo? Hasolo. Hasolo? And isn't that guy in one of the Farrelly... No, one of the Zucker Brothers movies? Yeah, no, we, he was in Highlander. Oh, okay. I just remember that guy being in something else that one of us really liked. It was he was the the vigilante in New York that, that is like the first civilian Kurgan killed in that movie. Did you guys meet him? We d- we did we did. I can't remember the uh, actor's really? name. Uh, George Walton Lucas. <laughs> Let's see, Zeb. I don't know if his name comes up if I just type in the character name but yeah we we did we did uh, meet him at one of the I think one of the celebrations but I can't remember what the actor's name was you don't remember him you don't remember uh, our story no um, but yeah I remember when we did the episode on him we did talk about the actor because he was in a bunch of a bunch of things who was the actor the actor was Christopher Malcolm and trying to bring up his IMDb. Just remember him being in some 80s movie that we covered on the great. Yeah, we, we spotted him on some kind of 80s film. Yeah. yeah, he was he was like a like a regular like he was in. It looks like he was in Labyrinth. Um, of course, now no. my computer's going slow. Yeah, Highlander. Uh, he was in Shock Treatment. Uh, he played Father. Oh. Shock treatment! Wow, holy crap! Matt, you want to do an episode on shock treatment? I might. That's actually episode worthy. <laughs> it's looking. Worth a watch. Uh, There's a holiday yeah, he's, special he's basically section in this a, book. a working actor. This is awesome. Uh, yeah, Labyrinth, Highlander, Spies Like Us, Spies uh, Like Us, Never Say Never Again, Superman Three, <laughs> Reds, Ragtime, Shock Treatment, Superman Two. Well, he was a, he, in, in Superman two. He was one of the prison guards when uh, um, Lex Luthor is doing laundry. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's he's been a, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's basically yeah, just a, a a London actor. So he's in all these different British productions. Cool. All right, Dave. Yes. Episode four: Return of the Jedi. Hard. Name mm-hmm. the decoy title of the film adopted while shooting on location and its tagline. <laughs> well, one of those was Blue Harvest. Correct. But I think that might have been. Is, is that the, the you one? You have the title. Now, what's Blue Harvest tagline? Blue Harvest. Um, I don't know a tagline. Prognosis negative. Horror beyond imagination. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shit you not. All right, I got one more for Tim, and I got one for the group. Okay. All right, Tim, let's see here. Uh, Penis size. Placid. <laughs> oh, these are all easy. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. This one is, but maybe you might either struggle or you get it right away. So from Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope Hard, what does TIE in TIE Fighter stand for? Twin ion engines. Yeah, either you're going to struggle a little bit and get it or get it right away. You got it right away. That was impressive. Last but not least, let me find this. I'm going to ask this question just on 
based on the answer alone. Star Wars Holiday Special. Ooh. Carrie Fisher Ooh. requested a copy to be put on at parties for what specific purpose? To like laugh at or make fun of? To get people to leave. Tim got it. Get people to go home. <laughs> Are you Jeez. serious? Yep. That's what it says in this. I mean, I don't know the I don't know the truth behind it, but that's it. So thank you, whoever sent this. I'm gonna go through this and and pick some some uh, I'm gonna highlight some so I can find them quicker, but there's some pretty good ones in here. Some tough tougher ones than I expected. So thank yeah. you. Thank you, kind listener. I really wish I remember your name, but shit, I barely remember my wife's name. Cindy, Sorry, I think Eric. is her name. Thank you. Insert name here. Yes. <laughs> total film is. Uh, I, I guess that's total film. The magazine uh, that that was probably like a uh, a bagged, you know, insert book that came with it, which is very cool. Total film is a great film magazine. It's it's one of the ones I pick up all the time when I go to the to the newsstand. I didn't even know. It I was prefer a total wine. <laughs> to, to total I wine. do too. Cigar aficionado. That's it. Well, well done. This was good. This made me want to sit down and watch Stuck on You with Matt Damon and Greg <laughs> Kinnear. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, thank you very much. You're welcome. welcome back. To Next week, the Wiggles. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Uh, it's a Star Wars a character, and we will see you next time. On our next episode, which might be an actual Star Wars character again. <laughs> I can't breathe. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information. Mm-hmm.